Yeah, I mean, stay consistent, stay disciplined and do the work. People's injuries recover. A big part of it is uh, based upon how disciplined you are to actually do all the rehab. Be diligent. Ask about how you can do more, not how you can do less and get away with doing less because your body's only going to recover as well as you treat it. Uh, life doesn't always operate in, in a perfect uh, scenario. It's, it's the work ethic, it's the accountability, uh, it's the discipline, it's being coachable, it's having good communication skills. The things that aren't skill related because there's a lot of athletes in the world that are talented, but they don't have the other recipes for success. Hello, my name is Aaron Wexler, and welcome to another episode of Within the Game. Let's go. Within the Game is all about sharing inspiration. That's what I'm all about. I love to talk with people that have inspired living energy inside of them. And uh, I just love to share inspiration. And thank you to the fans of the show. If you if you guys are enjoying the show, please give it a like and subscribe and all the things, right? All the little action steps really do help. But specifically, if you find some sort of value or inspiration from this episode, please reach out. Let me know. And uh, today's episode features the one and only Craig Levinson. Craig, thanks so much for being here, man. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to talk with you. You know, we connected uh, at the Athletes Touch party and shout out to Kent Seaton and Athletes Touch. Great networking for uh, for other athletes and people who have been in athletics. Um, and it's just a great, great uh, environment to network with people. So shout out to them. Craig, your IG is at Craig.Levinson and website is uh, www.cltalent.net. And you're a former pro basketball player who now manages other athletes, influencers, and celebrities. You're the founder of Global Agency CL Talent. You're a dot connector, brand builder, and the manager and trainer for pro wrestler and mixed martial artist Zion Clark. Craig, once again, thanks for being here. And I, you know, I always try to start these episodes with this idea this question of inspired living what does that mean to you what does inspired living mean to me yeah uh, to me in, inspired living is um is living through your own actions that in turn inspire others it's it's um it's accountability and it's it's being about it you know i like to uh i like to say is a lot of people talk about things, but it's the actions and accountability that defines where you go in life. Um, yes. So, yeah, that's how I, I view it. Yes, man. And, you know, when, when we connected at that Athletes Touch party, you know, um, I just felt that that inspiration and the, and the idea of inspired living, that energy was just exuding from you, man. And and that's really cool, you know, because for me, inspired living is is energy. It's just the energy that you you decide to show up in life with, right? And it's it, it to me, it's all a choice. And it's like when I meet people that choose that inspired living kind of energy, it just lights me up, and I want to connect more with them. And and so that and so here we are. So um, I would love to get into your story, but before we do that, the next part of inspired living for me is this idea of an inspired athlete. What does that mean to you? An inspired athlete. Um, an inspired athlete is is someone that does the little things. It's the work ethic. It's the accountability. Uh, it's the discipline. It's being coachable. It's having good communication skills. Um, the things that aren't on uh, uh, skill related because 
there's a lot of athletes in the world that are talented, but they don't have the other recipes for success to to make them a successful athlete with longevity and they can turn it into a, a long career. So, you know, somebody that prides myself on on being a hard worker, um, I, I was I was late to develop a, a skill set in, in basketball. And, uh, you know, I always had to work for, for what I've got in life. So, like, all those other things, I make sure I excelled at, um, you know. And, and, yeah, so that's how I view it. I love it, man. I love it. We'll, we'll share with the audience a little bit about your story um, and, you know, talk about coming from South Africa to New Zealand and San Diego and the whole the whole story. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So um, I was born in South Africa and... Uh, Spent my childhood there, Johannesburg, South Africa. You know, grew up with my parents and uh, and and siblings and stuff. And at a pretty young age, um, out, my parents wanted to find a way out of there. It's just a dangerous place to grow up. It is a third world country, and there's a lot of violence and crime there. So my my uh, my parents, you know, decided to find a way out of there and and find somewhere we could migrate to and, and raise kids in a safe environment. It was regardless of financial situation, whatever it is, they're like, we, we need to get out of here. Like, you know, it's Johannesburg where I'm from is considered the crime capital of the world. So it has the highest rate of hijacking rape. Um, you know, cr crimes, are, it's, it's pretty crazy. So anyway, they, they wanted to start, from scratch and start a, a bright future for us. And we ended up getting denied entry into the US, Australia. Um, and funny enough, we got into New Zealand, you know, and, and that was just based on um, financial status and things like that. It's, you know, at the time it was actually a lot easier to get into New Zealand as it, as it is now. It's way harder. It's a very um, flourishing country and it's, it's not easy to migrate there now. But, you know, luckily we, we did get in. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's where I grew up and, and spent my teenage years. That's the fond memories of growing up in a safe environment and developing friendships and, and all that good stuff through my teenage years. And, um, you know, yeah, I'm, when I look back at it, I'm like, damn, my parents really sacrificed everything to create a, a safe environment for us as kids. Uh, which which is which is pretty amazing. They left anything they knew behind as as migrants and then moved to uh, moved to New Zealand. So, uh, great place to grow up. Very safe, peaceful. Um, you know, very great memories of there. And um, that's where I, you know developed skill set as an athlete and um, got into soccer and basketball and played some rugby growing up. Um, but basketball is one of the things that just stuck me with with me the most. I was um, naturally a pretty gifted athlete and, um, you know, I started getting more into the basketball community and, and um, watching all the cool movies on TV in the basketball world. He got game, love and basketball. So I was very inspired by what American and co college life looked like. And, um, and I wanted to experience it. I was like, you know, I knew... If I figured out a way to do it, you know, I, maybe I could make it happen. And uh, that was like my mentality. It was like, all right, I'll figure it out. Like, I don't know how, but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll make a way. Like, I'll create something. And then, um, you know, at, at um, 
at 18, um, some guys from Oregon moved to New Zealand to open a Mexican restaurant. And uh, it's pretty much like Chipotle, but it's now all over New Zealand. Very similar theme to Chipotle. And they just like me as a kid. I was actually working at the Mexican restaurant. And they saw the passion in me wanting to like pursue something big in, in, in the sporting world. And um, they're like, look, you're a good kid and, and you're talented. Um, you know, we can put you in contact with some coaches in the U.S. And, uh, you know, see what happens from there. So they it's exactly what they did they put me in contact with a few coaches um in san diego and then in oregon as well where they grew up and uh they're like look san diego is a lot nicer you'll probably like it there more uh where there's beautiful it's just a great place and um i was like, okay send them more and um you know they put me in contact with coaches and i knew i now had an opportunity to go over there um i didn't have a scholarship or anything at the time it was you know just purely an opportunity to go prove myself. And, uh, you know, I saved up whatever money I had. I had about 2,500 bucks, three grand at the most that I'd saved up to, uh, to pursue that, you know, I had a plane ticket. I don't necessarily come from a lot of money. So like my parents were like, well, financially we can help pay your school fees for a year. And then, you know, you're on your own kind of thing. Or like, and my mom was like, all right, well, he's going to come back after that. You know, there was, uh, I'm very close to my parents, but, um, you know, she was like, okay with it. Cause like, all right, he's back in a year. And, uh, you know, uh, just that, um, moving here with nothing, I became a very good problem solver. Uh, I learned to figure things out and use the capacity of what my brain is capable of because it forced me to do that, to, to succeed and, and to continue moving forward. I had to learn how to do it because I didn't have a, an outlet or a, a scapegoat or a mentor to guide me. It was like, it was upon myself to figure these things out. Um, so, you know, I look at a lot of my, whatever you want to call it, successes now, and it's based upon becoming a good problem solver early on in life and realizing I'm accountable. And if I succeed or fail, it falls upon myself. There's mm -hmm. no one else I'm going to blame. There's no one else um, I'm going to, you know, have feel sorry for me for a situation. It's that accountability piece, which, um, life taught me pretty early on. Um, you know, I, I think if I was to reflect upon, um, a lot of 19 year olds now to drop everything and move across the world. Um, it, it is a ballsy move, you know, at the time I didn't even think about it like that. I'm like, I want to go hoop. I don't care. I'll, I'll figure out a way. Um, but, but yeah, that, that's, that's how my journey started and, and, um, it's developed a lot since then, you know, which we'll dive further into, but that was the initial introduction into, uh, coming from South Africa to New Zealand to a migrant to the U S and, uh, and setting foot here and, and starting my journey of a collegiate athlete and, uh, and life in the U S. Yeah, man. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, it is inspiring to me to hear that story. Um, and especially now where you're at, and we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about being an entrepreneur and, you know, everything that you're doing now. Uh, but it's inspiring, inspiring for me to look back and, and to create a foundation, right? And, and that's, that's what we're doing here. We're creating a foundation for where we're going to take this conversation because I actually want to ask you about the injury that you, you uh, sustained on the ankle um, from, from someone who's a jumper like myself. I, I play beach volleyball, but you know, when you when you go through injury, for me, I had two knee surgeries, it can be really tough, especially if you're a jumper, 
you know yeah. and uh i did a little research i i found out that you can you got boosties man you can get up yeah. there <laughs> no, i used to fly i used to uh for sure that was you know i mentioned i had a natural gift as, a, as an athlete like i first dunked the basketball at 14 so you know that's why i discovered i had it in me or oh, it started off from a tennis ball to a volleyball and then to a basketball because my hands weren't big enough but um that's where the journey started was like damn you know all these other kids looking at me like you you can fly like you know how do you so that was like exploring my gift on a basketball court that um hey everyone thanks so much for being a fan of the show i really appreciate your support and if you'd like to further support the podcast please grab a copy of my book the inspired athlete uh the inspired athlete is all about my personal growth journey, my athletic journey, my spiritual journey, all combined into one. And really the idea is that um, the energy of the inspired athlete is within us all, and it's up to us to evoke that. And uh, whether you consider yourself an athlete or a competitor or not, it's my belief that the energy of the inspired athlete is within us. Even if you just decide to take a deep breath and just move your body, that's the inspired athlete. So it would mean a lot if you could help support the book project as well as the podcast by grabbing a copy, uh, links to the Amazon uh, paperback version as well as the Audible um, audiobook version are listed below in the description. Thank you very much for your support. Stay inspired, y'all. All right. So yeah, we were talking about the injury and, and rehabbing injury. And I just want to ask you about any tips that you can give anyone listening out there who's going through an injury or who's been through an injury and is on their rehab journey? Yeah, I mean, stay consistent, stay disciplined and do the work. Um, people's injuries recover. A big part of it is uh, based upon how disciplined you are to actually do all the rehab. Be diligent. Um, ask about how you can do more, not how you can do less and get away with doing less because your body's only going to recover as well as you treat it. Um, and there's a lot of people that I hear about, athletes even, that are like, oh, I skipped out on my rehab, or I did half of it and then stopped going to therapy. I mean, what do you think is going to be the outcome of that, right? It's like I'm the kind of person that does the the extra homework or, you know, it's funny, academically I was never that, but like in terms of sport and the things I love, I'm always like, how do I do, how do, I do more? Um, yeah. and, and that's the approach I take is, and also just be, be optimistic about it. Um, you know, get, get yourself in a good thought process and state of mind to, uh, to heal because, because the mind and body heals based upon how you think about things. So, yes, yes, <clears throat> absolutely. Um, I want to transition a little bit into health and wellness. I, I know that you're, uh, you're really big into holistic health. Could <laughs> you could you talk about that? What does that even mean? What is holistic health? Yeah, I mean, for me, um, so just to give some context, I've been con I've been health conscious since I was about 12 years old. At about 12 years old, I was really consciously aware about food choices. I was eating pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds and green tea and, and canned sardines, wild sardines and cans. And like my teammates in school were like, you know, you stink, like well, the locker room stinks, like sardines, like, what are you doing? And um, again, you don't always realize things at the time, but like when I reflect on it, I'm like, damn, I was consciously aware about food at a very young age. And it's not like my parents influenced me to be like that. It was actually the opposite. I influenced them. So it's just a part of me as a being to have that ability 
to be aware of of food choices and and how health really operates. Um, so holistic health or even wellness has has become like a pretty buzzword in in society, and it's it's pretty broad. Um, but for me, at a core, it's the body's ability to heal itself through food and through how you treat it. And that's how I look at holistic based practices, um, realizing that a lot of ailments can be treated and healed through nature and your body. Um, and, and food relates to nature, you know, food choices is nature. It's ideally you want to be eating things that still look like, you know, na natural form. So, um, people sometimes get carried away with diet and keto and vegan and this and that. But the overarching is just eating real foods. Um, that's number one. And that's that's also why sometimes people heal from things and think it's all about that particular diet, but it's more about eating whole foods. Um, mm -hmm. That's that's how I view it. Like people go carnivore and like, damn, my skin cleared up and this and that. Well, carnivore, you're eliminating all processed foods. That's number one. That's more important um, in my belief, you know, or... Yeah keto it's like you're eliminating most sugar and, and sugar is mainly coming from um artificial sources and uh you know packaged goods so yeah you're going to have lower blood sugar you're going to so um that that's my like overall approach to people is eating good whole foods um yeah. and when it comes to holistic practices is the body's ability to heal itself i love how you said that and i would add and ask at the same time holistic health to me is like the whole body, right? It's yeah. not just nutrition. It's not just sleep. It's not just hydration. It's everything. And I think that is a great mindset for any inspired athlete or any athlete who's, you know, who's accessing the energy of their inspired athlete, which I believe is inside them. But to tap into that, that's part of the holistic nature of health and wellness in a holistic kind of way, right? It's like the whole package, mm -hmm. you know, um, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's also sometimes Western medicine treats a symptom and uh, focuses on one ailment or one thing within the body that's gone wrong. Holistic is more a total total approach to to treating the whole body and and treating root cause of of, of illness or whatever they may be. You know, uh, treating even if you look at the other end of you don't necessarily have to have an injury to take a holistic approach to things. It's treating performance. Um, how do you optimize human performance and, um, and, and taking that approach to things I think is, is the way to go. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think it's getting more popular now too. And I want to ask you about getting cut because uh, I know you're a trainer and you know, you work with a lot of athletes and I think, I think most athletes want to be like that. They want to be cut. What are some tips that you can offer for getting cut? For getting lean? Um, I mean, one, like intermittent fasting is really good. Calorie restriction, you know, eating in a in, in a shortened window, um, definitely helping with your metabolism. And also, not only that, it's like the control over the mind. So you determine and, and dictate when you fuel your body as opposed to just eating all day long. And um, there, there, there's a lack of... Uh, control if you allow that um so it's it's almost having that relationship and dynamic with food of you tell yourself when you eat or when your body eats as opposed to your body determining well i'm hungry i need to go eat 
um, and 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 that control, especially like coming from the athletic world and being disciplined and those things, um, they they transfer well to like diet and eating. That's one thing I would say. The other is is um, just being aware of of what you're eating. So uh, I don't like the approach of a calories a calorie. Um, you know, a lot of the fitness world looks at things like that where a calorie from a donut's equivalent to a calorie of, uh, you know, a microgreen where I think food is information. So it's, it's how your body utilizes that and how it processes that for, for its needs. Cause food is information and how you feel and, um, your energy levels and all of that good stuff. So, um, making sure you know what you're eating and then also when you're eating it. So the importance of when your body needs glycogen restoration after you work out, because now your glycogen is replenished. So eating carbohydrates post-workout um, as opposed to just eating carbs whenever you want and, and not consuming them for, for use. So, you know, that, that's another thing to say is, is uh, understanding when you're eating what. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Avoiding eating large meals like right before you go to sleep because um, digestion is a huge process for your body to, um, you know, to to uptake. So while your body's also trying to restore itself, if it's digesting a large meal, it's not going to, uh, you, you're going to inhibit your body's ability to recover and sleep, which in turn creates like a vicious cycle or a, a chronic state of lack of sleep to then more poor performance is there a specific time when you should stop eating at night before sleep or is it just like up to you i i mean i like to like three hours before bed four yeah. hours. i mean in ideal world sometimes you know I, like it, people's uh life doesn't always operate in, in a perfect uh scenario but for me um yeah three four hours before bed if you do follow intermittent fasting, the ideal way to do it is uh, per the circadian rhythm. So it, it's it's waking up and eating, and then when the sun goes down, you stop eating. Um, I did do that for a while. It's it's tough for me to sustain, especially when I'm invited to dinners and I'm out and about and doing things. But in ideal world, if I could stick to that, I would. Yeah, no, that's really good. Um, I ask about nutrition because I feel like nutrition is one of the the most important missing components for a lot of athletes. It was for me for a long time. It's still it's still one of the challenges that I have because um, I get cravings, you know, and I want to I want to like tap into my sensory kind of, um, you know, nutritional choices. Right. But I when I think about an inspired athlete, the inspired athlete always makes the better choice. And when I say that, it's the energy inside, right? So when you really think about, okay, what do I really need right now? My intuition is asking me for maybe some greens and protein instead of like fast food or something, you know, not so healthy. Um, I feel like the more that we can tap in and listen to that intuitive nudge, the better. I just feel like, you know, so often we tend to just go with the sensory choice, whatever the, whatever's going to taste better. And, you know, you know what I mean? For sure, no. Uh, listening to your body and learning to be intuitive with your thought process um, is is a powerful, you know. Listening to your body again, it's that intuition of, of yeah, learning to understand what your body needs. 
Thank you to new sponsor of the show, Stretch Life, located in Manhattan Beach, California. Stretch Life offers assisted stretching for anyone who wants to enhance their flexibility practice. And if you're like me, muscle tightness is something I deal with on a daily basis, whether I'm in the gym training or out on the beach playing beach volleyball or even sitting here doing this podcast. Um, it's, it's a challenge to make time for the daily stretch routine. And so I've been working with Amir over the last couple months over at Stretch Life, and um, I can tell a big difference in the way I feel. I have more range of motion, I have more energy, more muscle control, and just overall less pain. Uh, Stretch Life is offering Within the Game listeners 50% off your first session. Just mention Within the Game when you book online or, or when you call in for the discount. And also, if you do not have access to the Stretch Life studio, but you still want to learn more about how to enhance your flexibility practice, Amir is offering a free 20-minute phone call um, where he can share specific stretches and other specific tools that can help you. So visit stretchlife.com, that's Stretch Life spelled with a Y, to book your first session and uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah, and it's not that easy. That's why I ask about it. So I encourage any athletes out there who are listening to this to to really try to tap into your own intuition, just like Craig is saying, and, and figure out, okay, what is it that my body needs for me to perform at the level that I want it to, to perform at? Um, I want to kind of ask you, since you mentioned mindset, let's, let's go there. Let's talk about mindset. What is the difference between a winning mindset and a champion mindset? Winning mindset and champion mindset. And is, is there a difference? Yeah. Uh, that's the first time I've been asked that winning mindset and champion mindset. I think to me, winning mindset is more narrow vision. It's more like winning, but not encompassing the people around you and like a leadership role. It's saying like, I'll win at any cost. And, uh, regardless of how that affects the people around me and the dynamic of performance, um, where championship mindset is playing a true leadership role and making sure roles and responsibilities outside of yourself are defined and um, there, there's a there's an ebb and flow and synergy and dynamic that's going on. So you Love take that. successful sports team with a championship mindset, everybody knows their role and the leader helps define those roles. So there's a you know, talk about energy, that energy is now going to all flow into the same emphasis of winning a championship, right? It's like, you can have 10 winners on a team, but if there's no championship mindset, that team could still fall apart. Yes, I love that. It's so funny too, uh, Craig, because today is the anniversary of Kobe Bryant's passing four yeah. years ago. And uh, talk about champion mindset and winning mindset, right? I mean, that... He, I just love Kobe Bryant and I just want to, I want to, I want to give props to him, his family and to everyone he's affected, including me with that idea of champion mindset and winning mindset. Cause he just had it, he exuded it and he had the inspired athlete energy. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out because he was just such a, he was my favorite athlete growing up. You know, do you want to mention anything about Kobe? Yeah. I mean, you know, to be honest, I've appreciated him a lot more since um, I've, I've dove further into him because I was a LeBron fan growing up. And when I played ball, I was, I've always appreciated Kobe's greatness and his mindset, but I was more on LeBron's side just because I watched him go from a high school player 
and come into the league and do his thing as an 18 year old. So I could almost appreciate his journey a little bit more. But then when I dove further into Kobe's mindset and how he thought about things and how he did things and how it carried a, beyond just the, the game of basketball is just how he was as a person. I have a ton of respect for him and, um, and just how disciplined he was. Like he wasn't, uh, he wasn't the most talented athlete growing up, but his discipline and his willingness to to be the best is is what separated him. And then he developed like the skill set and the athletic ability kind of came a little bit later. Yeah, no, for sure. And and I I see that in Zion Clark, which I'll, I want to ask you about in a little bit because uh, he's he's got that discipline too. But before we get there, I want to talk to you about this idea of identity, right? Because as athletes we are identified as that sport that we play, right? But there's so much more to our identity, right? Like there's so many more things like being an entrepreneur, being a leader, being a, an inspired person, right? Like, so so I want to ask you about this, this idea of identity. How does the idea of identity play a role in creating your own identity? In terms of athletics or just everything? All of it, but start with uh, athletics because that's kind of the the playing field that we're on here. Well, I think identity is important in the sense of how you identify yourself, not just how others identify you, because yeah. how you identify yourself is what instills and, and creates confidence in your ability to do things. So everybody else, you know, like everyone in the world has a different perception of you, um, which is different to how you see yourself. Um, you know, like how you see me might be very different to how my mom sees me or how another person perceives you and your own experiences in the world are going to help create your perception of who I am. Sure. But it's very important. Confidence is having that unshakable identity of yourself. It's having that, this is who I am. I'm very confident who I am as a being and how I show up and my skill set and the things I'm good at um, without a, an arrogance, you know, it's, I pride myself on being a confident human in my abilities, but not coming across as arrogant and egotistical or I'm better than anybody. So that's um that's kind of how I view it. I absolutely love that. And so so how do we build more confidence? I mean, you, you gotta one is you gotta do the work. Like confidence is the ability to believe in yourself to do something. If you don't do the work, how can you be confident in your ability to show up? It's um, and that regards that, that could be regard for everything, uh, you know, being able to have the confidence to talk to a, a girl on the street and, and go up and, and say something. It's that unshakable ability, regardless of the outcome. It's not going to affect that inner confidence in who you are. Right. It's, it's knowing in any scenario, a job or something, you get rejected. It's not going to change how you see yourself or your value. So. That's where I view that, like, you know, because the levels of confidence is different versions of confidence, but that inner confidence in, in being unshakable, you're not affected by how the people perceive things. I love that. And I've also heard you talk about being process oriented, going back to Kobe, going back to champion mindset. Being yeah. process oriented is all about creating more and more confidence. The more and more you can stick to your process, you know, I, I think that's about confidence building, you yeah. know, and yeah. You know, and knowing yourself is really important. Um, you know, I, I consider myself a pretty confident person now, but 
I've also often questioned things about myself or what am I good at or what is my skill set. I've never had a resume or a real job, you know, quote unquote, real job. So I've never been hired for something. So no one's ever told me what I'm good at in a work setting um, because no one's ever hired me. I haven't had an interview like, you know, and I'm not saying that's good or bad. That's just my reality mm -hmm. of, of my journey and path. Um, I, I, I don't necessarily like or do well with being told what to do or like, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm good at figuring things out along the way, as I mentioned, or, you know, kind of outsmarting systems in a sense of, of a, of a workflow. So, but I, but I did for a long time question, like, what am I good at? What are my roles that I could, um, or my skill sets that I could further develop and turn into becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah. Well, let, let's get into that. Cause that's really exciting for me because, what you're talking about here is self-awareness and the more self-aware we can be about who we really are, right? The more confident we can be about where we're going. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that you have this great sense of EQ as well, this emotional intelligence, right? Because that's not easy. It's not easy to have that. It's not easy to, to, to like, you know, foster that as we move forward, because we have ups and downs as but yeah. I think the yeah, but I think the champion mindset and this whole idea of inspiration and the inspired athlete energy is this really good self awareness and emotional intelligence about who we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to be able to question yourself and ask yourself the hard questions. And, um, and be real with yourself when you when you screw up or when you lose or when you fail. But at the same time, pat yourself on the back when you succeed or when you win. Um, and it's just that willingness to look in the mirror and really like know who you are and why you do things. Because yeah. the more you know yourself, the more you can understand others. Yeah. One of the things I, I use for that, um, I've talked about this on other episodes, is it's it's mirror work. Have you ever heard of mirror work? Yeah. 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 yeah it's it's really interesting, you know, and, and I'll... I'll use this thing where I go, who am I and what am I here for? Mm -hmm. I'll just ask myself that. And I'll, I'll, it's kind of intimidating when you look at yourself in the mirror and you ask that over and over again, but it actually really does help because you, you actually answer it for yourself mm -hmm. and then it, it leads you down this path. I was hoping we could lead down this path right now and get into leadership. I would love for you to talk about leadership, but specifically inspired leadership. Is there a difference? Leadership and inspired leadership. I mean, I think as a as a true leader, you you should be inspiring others. Like a true leader brings again the people around them. It's not a selfish mindset of them succeeding. It's everybody around them succeeding and and bringing those people around you to succeed. It's like the same sense of the word alpha in society is sometimes viewed as the loudest person in the room and that mm -hmm. person that looks very confident. But in reality, that I don't think that's that's more uh, people-pleasing or there might be some insecurity behind that that needs to be seen and heard. Um, it's almost sometimes like a, a lack of self-confidence. Yeah. But, you know, in terms of leadership, it's it's, again, you don't have to be the world doesn't need to see you as a leader to be a real leader. It's like how you see yourself. Um, it's oh not, God. it's not needing external validation to uh, determine you being, being a leader. It's how you carry yourself and how you do things. And, yeah. and uh, 
to me, it's again, bringing those people up around you and, and in turn, inspiring the next person. Kobe, Kobe talks about it. Um, yeah. You inspire one person, which has a ripple effect and, and it compounds into how people see themselves. Yes. Yes, Craig. I would add that inspired leadership is the enthusiastic transfer of belief. And I can't remember where I heard that from, but it's always stuck with me because that that to me is inspired leadership. If I'm, if like I'm fired up, if I'm enthusiastic, if I'm like, you know, on point, on mission, mm-hmm. purposefully on mission, and I can transfer that with enthusiasm to somebody else, I think that's inspired leadership. For sure. I like that. I like yeah. that. And, and and let's let's get into how you're doing that now professionally. I would love for you to share with the audience uh, how you met Zion and you know what what propelled you into being um, a manager and a talent a talent based manager basically, right? Yeah. Um, so me and Zion met back, backstage of the Ellen DeGeneres show. My best friend was there working with uh, Jason Momoa, and he was. There's his trainer and at the time doing some management work for him. And Zion was filming his episode the same day. So we had come across him a, a week before on social media and saw him doing box jumps on his hands and rope, you know, climbing ropes. And at the time I owned a supplement company and, and was more inspiration driven community. Our tagline was be real, be you. And it was about promoting authenticity in, in a world at the time of a lot of fake supplements. So um that that's initially where we had come across him and and basically you know through this form this friendship with zion and built trust and um which 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 developed into a working relationship i I didn't have any experience being like a a manager or even knew anything really about what that was other than like helping somebody but i knew what it was to be a good support system to people i knew what it was to support others and uh, uplift others and uh, just have a, you know, more selfless mindset. So, um, you know, we developed this friendship and I saw the opportunity. I saw he he was a light to the world. You know, he he uh, his story was very, very powerful to uplift other people. He talked about the inspirational, um, you know, ripple effect of what something could have and you know, th- this friendship developed and I was like, man, I, I could really help him. He needed a, a support system and somebody in his corner to really believe in him, you know, especially. And I was like, look, I'm going to just commit to it, whatever the mistakes along the way, or, you know, uh, we'll figure things out. Again, it went back to the mentality of we'll, we'll, we'll learn and figure it out. And, um, you know, and then, yeah, I've basically been working with him for the last five years now um as, as his manager you know i built and ran his social essentially i built his own brand i turned him into a professional speaker i traveled the world with him got him on america's got talent um you know guinness world records his professional fright fight debut so we've done a lot together and um you know and then the management involved into me now having a full blown digital agency and work with a lot of talent um athletes influencers uh you know celebrities or work with a variety of of talent just from understanding the brand building component with zion to then understand like how do you now monetize it and how do you turn this into something that is also a a revenue stream for them yes craig 
Um, for anyone listening who doesn't know who Zion Clark is, look him up. Um, he's awesome. He's just a, a true inspiration, a pro wrestler and MMA fighter without legs, right? He was, was he born without legs? Yeah, he was born. Uh, it's a rare condition. It's called caudal regression syndrome. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, his mom didn't take care of herself. And that was kind of the reason or was the reason for the rare birth defect. Which Yeah, but he, he took his opportunity and ran with it is and when i say opportunity opportunity to live right mm -hmm. and that's why i'm inspired by him and he's just like he's going for it he's allowing himself to go for it you yeah. know and, and i think that's a huge part of the inspired athlete energy allow yourself to go for it and i allow i love how you allowed yourself to you know create a connection with him and from the outside what it looks like and i'd love to hear your response to this is that you guys created a heart-based connection first that's what it looks like to me. Then all the professional stuff came after that. Is that kind of, am I accurate? Yeah, for sure. Like that, uh, I think that's how the best relationships are established on, on, on trust and having the same uh, value system. So then the rest will figure itself out. It's like not looking at something as like transactional. It's, yeah, you know, it's uh it's a true like uh, bond and friendship. Yeah, man. Um, so, so now that we said that go into it a little bit more professionally for someone listening, who's like, okay, cool. What is brand building for an athlete or even for just a person? What is that other than Instagram? Right. We, we see the IG world, but like, what is there more to it? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you got to think about anyone is their own brand in a sense, right. like right. what's the difference between you and Nike they, they're just a larger brand they have ethos and values and things that they stand for but essentially you can turn anything into a brand if it has enough reach or pull um so i approach zion as like a brand his his message no excuses tattooed on his back you know, the things he was symbolic of was was inspirational and motivation so now how do you take that and turn it into a brand and something larger than an in, in individual? It's like an entity. So essentially we're all our own personal brand. Um, and with athletes, it's super important for the longevity of success is how do they brand themselves? How do they use this platform? Like take an NBA player. How do they use that name and likeness that they are developing into something that when their playing career is over, they still have a, a large personal brand and name that's strong and powerful that could be utilized um, to, to do more with. And, uh, you know, you look at the most successful athletes in any sport, they have a large personal brand. They do a great job of personal branding themselves and, and being likable, you know, name and likeness. It's, it's being likable likeness. If you don't, you're not a likable person, on and off the playing field or court, whatever it is, it, it's harder to, um, you know, you're going to limit your ability to build. Yeah. And when I think of branding too, I also think of enrolling. When you enroll someone in your, in your brand and what you yeah. have to offer, I think that's a big part of attraction-based marketing, which is also something I want to ask you about because I feel like you, you innately do that. That's part of what you offer to your people is like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to create attraction based marketing as a part of your brand. Can you uh, elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. I, like I, because well, the things 
that the people around me are doing, I like to do myself too. Like I like to lead through inspiration of my own life, of, of my health and wellness journey. Like just because my basketball career ended with an injury doesn't mean I'm going to stop being active and fit and taking care of myself and pushing boundaries and doing those things that I love to do and in turn also help inspire the next person and the next person and, and the next generation too. That's a big part of what I look at is how to inspire kids to, um, you know, want to, uh, but not want to, but like how do you, how to believe that believe in themselves Yeah. as, as human see somebody do something we that's now capable. That's something that, you know, you, you, you break boundaries and then we realize it's almost like that limiting belief factor is eliminated because, yeah. you know, like for example, Zion, you see what he's capable of doing. Most people think those things that he can do are not humanly possible. And how are they done? Well, right. now you eliminate that belief factor for yourself too. And I like to push boundaries in the same regard to show other people these things are capable, you know, uh, or you're capable of living a, a well-rounded, fulfilled life. Um, yeah. Still chase success, still chase whatever finances and things you want, but like be well-rounded and balanced. Make sure you take care of your health, the people around you, the other things. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I have a specific question. So like when, when I see some of your content, first of all, you inspire me. I want to start, I want to try boxing, you know, <laughs> when I see your, awesome. your footwork and stuff, I'm like, all right, all right, he can do it. I, I could try it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So that's it. That's inspiring. Right. But I want to ask you specifically about posting when when we all decide to post, we are either showing something off. Hey, I did this. Check it out. Or we're offering inspiring content. How would you like describe the midpoint? Because it's kind of anything on IG or, or social media is kind of showing off. But the way you do it and the way Zion, it's it's very much so like I get the sense of like, hey, this is actually content they're putting out to inspire someone else. Yeah. But there's a fine line between inspiring and impressing. Right. And it's like, how do you stay on that line of inspiring others to want to be better without impressing them? Because Im impression or impressing more comes from like the ego. Right. I need to impress you for validation where I always try to stay on the line of inspiring to, to help that next person. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's a line that, and again, some people might interpret what I do as trying to impress, you know, that's how you might perceive it or um, everyone interprets things in their own way. But my goal is to do things that inspire others yeah. and, uh, you know, show through, the things that I do and like, you know, it's a lot of hard work and dedication that I put into wanting to be a better person every day. Yeah. But you exude it, man. And it's yeah. really cool. It's really cool. And, and it's inspiring to me because I, I aspire to exude that as well. Um, I know we only have a few minutes left, but I, I wanted to ask you for any athlete listening who's like, Oh, representation, a manager. How do, how do athletes know when they need representation? Basically, if, if um, I would say if they're growing enough presence where there's like opportunity coming in, that's hard for them to like manage and and, yeah. uh, and take on. If they're like, you know, and part of that's if their personal brand and social following is growing, they're probably starting to get inquiries of brands and opportunities that 
they don't have the time or attention to to deal with or the experience. It might be a little bit daunting. And that's when you could look at potential management or just somebody else to help, you know, take on that load for you. Um, so I think it's like a case by case basis, but like that, that's foundationally, that's kind of how I look at it. If you, if you, you know, getting to a point of opportunities incoming that you don't know how to navigate or you don't have yeah. the time to. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, Craig, last question I have is this idea of fulfillment. What does fulfillment mean to you? Fulfillment to me is living life on your own terms, doing what makes you happy, like finding your true at a core, the things you love to do and why you love to do them. And that's where you, you're naturally going to find fulfillment and purpose because the other part of fulfillment is purpose. You, you have to, uh, you know, people that um, suffer from things sometimes it's from a lack of purpose. It's yeah. from, you know, that mentality sometimes more and more, uh, more finances, more this, but there's no fulfillment. It's like the core, the foundation, oh, sorry, purpose. And uh, having that purpose is is, uh, is is key to everything. Being purpose-driven, man. Yeah. Craig, this is awesome. Um, before we go, just tell people how they can best support you and um, how, or follow you. Yeah, Craig.Levinson is, is, the, is the social media stuff. Um, or Craig Levinson, if you Google my name, there's some, some stuff on there. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, just you know i guess watching the mission of what i'm trying to do to help help others uh help others around me succeed in their own endeavors yeah awesome hey, i appreciate you craig thank you so much for your time today for everyone listening stay blessed stay inspired peace and love y'all awesome